This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, and welcome to the Bloody Disgusting Network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Previously on Castle Rock Season 3, Episode 1. John Smith Jr. detailed his work with the shop. You mean shop as in capital S, shop? Weird experiments, rumors abound. Very hush-hush. And the experiments he unwillingly conducted on Charlie. Charlie was the white whale. She nearly took down the shop two decades ago. After a fiery fight in the town square. This ends now. John and Charlie come to an uneasy truce. You can kill me, or you can finish the job you started. Burn the whole fucker to the ground. The dark man rounds out his crew with the previous owner of the Fury. All I feel is hate. And a long-dead dog named Cujo. Hell of a nose on that beast. As he teases his purpose in Castle Rock. I've never seen such a bounty of psychic energy in my life. John and Dan sit at a table in the New Overlook's lobby, sipping coffee. Morning sun pours through the windows, highlighting the absolute wailing the hotel took throughout the night. You saw something in your room. Well, what do you mean by something? Don't bullshit me. A pause. John sips his coffee. I thought it was a dream. It wasn't. Look, my cousin, she's sweet, but she's... Not like us. What you saw, not everybody sees these things. She doesn't see these things. She's not, how do I say this, touched. What do you mean by these things? A kind of spectral residue. The place Jackie went to, it's the site of an old hotel where my dad died. It was haunted, and the spirits wrecked his head, turned him against my mother and I. When Jackie went there, when she wandered through the wreckage... They latched onto her. Yes. It wasn't the trip that inspired her to open this place. It was them, desperate for a new revolving door of souls to feed on. Feed on? Human essence. What some call the soul. Keeps them from drifting into the hereafter. I knew something was up when Jackie told me she was opening the new Overlook. And all it took was for me to walk through the door to know they were... Know they were here. They know me well. But they also know not to mess with me. Don't tell Jackie, but I've been spreading rumors throughout town about this place, trying to keep people away as I try and convince her to close it down. Seems like it's working. But then you showed up. And Charlie. And, well, me. The energy people like us exude is brighter, more enticing than others. And this town, Castle Rock, this 
was just about the worst place for a new overlook. Given that this patch of land is already a hotbed for weirdness, I've seen enough evil for a lifetime, but I've never been so scared as I was when I crossed the bridge into downtown. Whatever force rules this town, I wonder if it sent Jackie to the Overlook. I wonder if it brought you and Charlie here too. Why? I'm not sure, but we're not alone. There's psychic energy all around us, and something darker too. Something sinister and hungry. It's been breathing on me since I entered this town, and it's getting closer. And I have a feeling you and Charlie's little light show last night is only gonna... only gonna bring them here faster. What do you want me to do? Leave, and take Charlie with you. Let me handle things here. Look, I'm not leaving until I find the shop. If you don't, your problems are gonna be a lot worse than some government stooges. A commotion from upstairs. Charlie, hair must, runs into the lobby. Why is there a dog man in my room? John and Dan share a look. Outside, a crowd is gathering. Bill Hodges, bleeding from the forehead, stumbles into downtown Castle Rock. Blinking against the sunlight, he stops when he hears a strange noise. It appears to be coming from a sewer grate. Moses, smell the roses. Inside the new Overlook, John and Charlie sit with Dan and Jackie. Cops will be knocking on the door any minute. It'd be best if both of you bailed before then. But if you need a place to stay tonight... Jackie, I think their stay is over. Sure, sure, but if it isn't... But it is. But, but if it isn't... I've got a few leads to chase down. You ready? Charlie looks up to the second floor landing. A man in a dog suit is chasing his own tail. She grimaces. Sure. Bill approaches the hundreds of locals who have gathered outside the Mellow Tiger and New Overlook, both of which have been shattered and scorched. A singed banner advertising an annual long walk for charity lies at his feet. Howdy, kid. Jesus, Gramps. What happened to you? Car trouble. Didn't know if you were part of this clusterfuck last night. Care to elaborate on said cluster? You know, you might want to mosey on over to see our general with that bump. Bill flashes his badge. Cough it up, kid. You'd think a flame-spitting tank rolled through, but witnesses, and there's only a handful. See, it was a fight between a man and a woman that got out of hand. Bill looks around at the damage. An old-fashioned street fight caused this? And the woman? Think I saw her last night. How do you know it was the same woman? Well, she torched my car. Not sure how, didn't see no bazooka. But she's got something up her sleeve. And the guy? Tessio talks, but Hodges isn't listening. He sees John and Charlie emerge from the new Overlook, hoods over their faces. That's his man. Thanks for the info, kid. Sure. And seriously, you should really get that checked out. Bumps to the head, there's usually more than meets the eye. This old noggin's taken its fair share of happy slaps. John and Charlie hustle, head down. Bill drops in behind him, weaving through the crowd. John, paranoid, turns a corner. Bill follows him. The crowd thins. John picks up his pace, looks behind him. Bill is still there, old and overweight, but keeping pace. Who's the stiff? Pain in my ass. Dark clouds begin gathering above. John and Charlie turn into an alley. 
Bill follows. Before he turns the corner into the alley, he takes a deep breath, crosses himself. Father, son, pacify this unholy scum. Bill turns into the alley. John and Charlie stand, waiting, facing him. You just don't give up, do you, old man? Jigs up, John. You're gonna stop me? I'm gonna help you. Liable to get yourself killed, you keep this up. That's what it takes. You left two bodies behind in Ohio. Charlie reacts to this. What else doesn't she know about him? You ever figure out who they were? Trust me, they won't be missed. You're hunting for something. You might also be running from something. I don't care either way. You killed two men in my backyard, and you're gonna pay for that. I don't want to hurt you, man. Looks like you've already been through the ringer. Can't say Castle Rock's been the most welcoming place. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. The clouds have darkened things considerably, and from behind John flash a pair of headlights. They with you? John faces the car, obscured behind its headlights. The car's headlights flash, revealing who's in the driver's seat. At first, it's no one. Upon second flash, however, we see the gray, rotting corpse of a young man in glasses. It's Arnie Cunningham, and he's grinning through bloody teeth. Guess they'll give anyone a license these days. And now the car is speeding towards them, careening back and forth in the alley, mirrors crashing against the brick with a hot spray of sparks. John sprints towards Bill, who is still making sense of what he's seeing. Race yourself! John dives, pushing Bill out of the way as he does. Charlie, however, is not so lucky. The car hits her, crashes into the windshield, flopping to the ground, still and unmoving. John and Bill land on separate sides of the alley as Christine zooms past them, crashing into the building across the way. Its wheels spin for a moment, then stop. Smoke pours from its busted hood. Thanks. Sure. Still gotta take you in. (laughs) Sure. From the alley emerges the dark man. You. Who is that? I just want to offer a ride, Detective Hodges. Considering I'm responsible for the destruction of your own vehicle. Sorry about that, by the way, but see, I ain't as good at walking as I used to be. Like you, I am, uh, as they say, entering my golden years. But not without a fight. Because contrary to what you might believe, the fountain of youth exists. And we're standing in it. Bad news for you, though. I don't like to share. Behind him, Christine begins to reassemble itself. Dents pop out. Glass knits itself back together. The smoke stops flowing. The car backs up, trains its headlights on John and Hodges. Just like Christine here, I'll be refreshed and restored to my bygone beauty. And I have you to thank for it, Mr. Smith. What are you talking about? Well, never has there been such a convergence of life-giving energy in one place. I'm here to drink it all. With the help of my friends, of course. Christine flashes its headlights. Arnie, still smiling, revs the engine. Darkman takes a step forward, then stops. A bead of sweat is trickling down his forehead. An orange ball of fire emerges, hitting him and throwing him against the hood of the car. Charlie, bloodied and bruised, walks from the alley. Who's the freak? Another voice surprises them from behind. It's Dan. He's with Jackie. Let's find out. Dan steps forward, stands over Darkman's scorched body. He closes his eyes. We're now inside the Darkman's mind. 
It's like being inside a black cloud. Plumes of gas swirl around him. Some bring with them glimpses of memories. The dark man, wrapped in black, marches across the desert, red eyes searching the sands behind him. The dark man, hiding beneath a hood, mixes liquids in a stony lair. A two-headed parrot watches him. A nuclear blast. The sensation of falling. A splash. The dark man, nude, floats in salty water. Suddenly, through a thick veil of gas, emerges the dark man's face, eyes ablaze and smile wide. Hi there. Dan is snapped back into the world of the living. He turns to the others. He's not. The sound of stampeding cuts him off. He turns, and down the alley he sees a muddy, bloody St. Bernard running towards him. Its fangs are bared. Cujo is alive, and it leaps at Dan, taking him to the ground. Charlie holds out a hand, closing her eyes. She raises it, and Cujo is jerked into the sky, bringing with it Dan's throat. Charlie releases her grip, and Cujo falls. A thick, sparkling steam is pouring into the air from Dan's ripped-open throat. His glazed eyes show no life. It is funneling itself into the dark man's mouth. He sits up, blinking. His burns begin to heal. He smiles. Cujo licks his face. Yeah, the boy. He doesn't just stand. He levitates above them. Cujo and Christine flank him. John, Charlie, Jackie, and Hodges square off. Charlie throws fire at him, but he raises his hand. It evaporates. Now that I've had my appetizer... He takes a step forward, then stops. A sickly green light covers his face. It covers all of their faces. Hovering above them is a gigantic spaceship, one nearly the size of the entire downtown. Green light spins off of it in every direction. Wasn't expecting that. I don't take care of myself like I should. What would Mama say if she could see me now? Each other Hey
the end. This is the end of our show. For now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>